Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Punishment of our peace was upon Jesus. By His stripes, we are healed. In Him we have the redemption, namely, the forgiveness of our sins by His blood. He took the cup and He gave thanks. Now, with that we begin with the word, thank you to the musicians, you're always blessings to me. They're huge blessings to me. And I'm going into the book of the book of Leviticus chapter number 7 and verse number 11. Now, it's an amazing section of Scripture here. And it's an amazing revelation that follows immediately. Because the first verse that I learned at school now as 1953, this is a precise date, early year of 1953, right about my birthday time. My teacher's name was Weber. I sat in the front of the class, always sat in the front of the class, don't like distractions. And um, she said, this is what you must learn. Let your light shine, Matthew 5, 16, so before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. But the next verse says these words. Do not think that I've come to abolish the law. I have not come to abolish but to fulfill. So Christ is the end of the law unto righteousness to those who believe. For we no longer under the law but under grace. See. He came and He fulfilled the law on our behalf. 613 laws between He fulfilled. And then He died as the spotless, sinless Lamb of God presented to the Father, well accepted, well pleasing to the Father, and much loved uh, by the Father, His own Son and us. For He so loved this world that He gave His only begotten Son. It is amazing that Jesus spoke the word, says, you search the scriptures and it is they that testify of me. You call me master and you say, well, but you do not. And you call me Lord, but you do not do the things which I say unto you. Then he goes on, he says these words. He says, it's because my word is no place in you. Because for mankind, there is no place for the word. There's the kingdom of God people and there's the world people. And the reality is becoming very clear. The division or the dividing line is like the abyss. It's busy separating. It's like the San Andreas fault line that moves and uh, comes from the deep ocean, push, pushes towards uh, the city of Los Angeles and other cities around that. There's always this movement away from a place. So you have darkness and light being separated and the division becomes very, very clear. Now, 
Leviticus 7 verse 11. Now this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings, shalom offerings, complete tranquility, a state of peace without aggravation, like full circle of protection of God and peace with God and your fellow man through the love of God. Verse 12, I'm reading from the updated Amplified Bible. If one offers it as a sacrificial meal of thanksgiving, everybody say thanksgiving, then along with a sacrifice of thanksgiving, notice those words, sacrifice of thanksgiving. He shall offer unleavened cakes mixed with oil and unleavened wafers of bread with oil and the cakes of fine flour mixed with oil with the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's the peace offering. It's thanksgiving. He shall present his offering with cakes of leavened bread or he shall present his cake from each offering as a contribution to the Lord, and it shall belong to the priest who sprinkles the blood, everybody say blood, of the peace offerings, the meat of the sacrifice of thanksgiving, presented as a peace offering, shall be eaten on the day that it is offered. None of it shall be left until the morning. There's a mystery here. But if the sacrifice of his offering is a vow, or a free will. Everybody say free will. It's a vow or a free will offering. It shall be eaten on the same day that he offers his sacrifice. And on the next day, which remains, it may be eaten. But what is left over from the meat of the sacrifice by the third day, resurrection day. After that, what remains shall be completely burned with fire. So, having said all of that, we are looking at this portion of Scripture from Leviticus 7.15. And um, now we go to Matthew chapter 26, 26. And we look at the words of Jesus. Now remember what I quoted to you from Matthew 6, verse 19 and uh, 16, verse 16 and 17. Matthew 5, verse 16 and 17, from the Sermon of the Mount. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And then he took the cup and he gave thanks to and he gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you. It's from New King James down. For this is my blood, Matthew 26, 28. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. 
It means literally cancellation of it. It means removal of sin from you so far as the east is separated from the west as if you have absolutely no account of sin before the Lord. That's what the word remission means. Cancellation of the sins of the world. This is the Messiah. But I say to you, I will not drink of this cup or of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. 26.30 And, of course, Jesus full well knows what's going on and what's going to happen next. When they had sung a hymn, that hymn means a religious ode, this year from the Greek dictionary, to celebrate God in song, to sing a hymn, to sing a praise unto Him, to celebrate God in song. That's what the word hymn means. Omnio. So here we see what we have is a meal and then what we have Just go to the next one here. Let me have, looks like the computer dropped those verses. Um, what we have is the preparation for the meal. So I'm going to make a summary quickly because as I was sitting and I was reading, I was thinking of Thanksgiving. Now you notice what happened here. Let me put all the portions and the pieces together for you. Um, this peace offering, and we now combine it with the last Passover. Behind me you see Jewish artwork which I brought all the way from the place where Jesus said, who said men that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the Mount of Transfiguration, coming down from Mount Hermon, down the mountainside, and on top of the mountain he appeared in glorified state before Peter, James, and John. And then uh, he asked here, right there when he saw all those uh, sacrificial um, altars and things at the base of the mountain, he said, what do you say? Who do men say I am? And he says, what do you say? And um, here I have a piece, it's like a carving out of the wood and then they mold it, remold it. And I bring it all the way from Israel. And he took the meal and he gave, he broke it and he gave thanks. Like we would pray. Now therein is hidden also this particular, like the whole of scripture, all the seven major sacrifices, all point to Jesus. But I was particularly struck at the peace offering of Thanksgiving, being Thanksgiving Day. Um, so let me say this to you. Number one, there had to be a special meal prepared. 
Number two, they're together and to eat at the appointed time to give thanks. Number three, they had to sing a hymn, namely to celebrate Almighty God the Father in song. And I can tell you right now that Jesus joined into that. Here's another scripture where it says these words, Hebrews chapter number two and verse number uh, 12. It says, I will declare your, the Father's name to my brethren, the believers. In the midst of the congregation, the Messiah, I will sing your praise. So this took place when he met with the disciples. After this, he would go to the next step, which is the, the real big prayer, where he's, as the book of Luke states, his perspiration, his sweat, turns to great drops of blood. And you must know that the entire planet's future, your future, was at stake, at stake in that garden. There, he was in agony, and he was praying. I'm one of the, I think, in all my trips, 32 trips to Israel, once the priest allowed me into the garden itself, where the ancient trees stood, where they arrested Jesus. And um, it's one of those moments where you feel you very, get, get very close to heaven. Because you realize that is the place of my birth, my prayer life. That's where the birth is, I see always, of my prayer life. And um, they had to sing a hymn. So Jesus also, after they sang a song, they went down to the Garden of Gethsemane. The process would now begin. Then there would be prayer, the prayer of thanksgiving, and then there will be the sacrifice of prayer surrender first. You first surrender spiritually before you can do the will of God physically. Let me repeat that. You have to learn to surrender spiritually and then give to God physically. From a born again spirit, filled with the spirit, following the Holy Spirit and like Jesus said, Father, not will my will be done, but thy will. And he continued in prayer and his sweat turned to great drops of blood in the garden. So much so, John chapter 20, when he rises from that prayer, they arrive there with all kinds of torches and soldiers and weaponry and whatever. Um, and um, they said, who do you seek? It's in John chapter number 18, if you're writing notes. And then they said, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And he gets up from that prayer and he says, I am he. And if you read on there, it tells you that they went, they fell backward 
knocked off their feet onto the ground. You must know what kind of power was building up in that prayer. What the presence of the father on his son was there. He had to strike the victory for you and I there. He had to bring the sacrifice. He knew exactly where he was heading. He knew for what purpose he had come to destroy the works of the devil, the evil one. He knew exactly where he was heading and he, he, he surrendered till blood came out of his skin. And he kept saying, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. And he goes to the disciples and the sad thing is somebody came with to the prayer meeting and started weeping afterwards and said, I can't understand this. Nobody, not nobody, but there's so few people that attend prayer meetings. Prayer is a thing that the coin has got to drop. If the coin drops, you change forever. Your future changes. Everything changes. My future changes. Because I had to first surrender spiritually and say, now do with me physically whatever you want. And the Lord said, go to the West Rand. And start the Bible school there on the West Rand. 1996 on a carpet at the house. We were staying close to the SABC because I was doing newscasts in those days. And I, right there as a family, went all on our knees. And I said, Father, now I step into your will. I'm going to the West Rand. We're sitting here. First, you have to understand, Jesus, the Lord, said many things. He said, I have many things to say to you, but right now you can't bear them. You need the Holy Spirit before you have the revelation of the Word. That's why I always say to the people, first pray and then read the Bible. So when you're in the Spirit, the flesh is completely put under. You start Maybe you, when you start praying, you're still in the, in the flesh. You've maybe just woken up whatever time of the day you choose. But after a, way of, a while of just praying in tongues and worshipping God, and playing music perhaps or whatever, worshipping the Lord, celebrating the Almighty God in song, you feel His presence comes like that. And then, you read the word. And then you say, here am I, Lord. I'm a living sacrifice. Now do whatever you want to do with my life. And he did. And I surrendered. I gave myself. Not some part of me to this day. I'm more serious with God now than ever before. Because the world is now really in turbulence. 
Out of the sacrifice would flow what you read in Deuteronomy, a free will offering. You see, my will to stay in the world and be promoted, in fact, I was promoted, and all kinds of perks, and suddenly I'd become very important to them, and I said in my heart, so what, you can't buy me. I was as dead as a doornail crucified to whatever the world had to offer. First, spiritually, then comes the natural. Then it didn't matter no more. God would provide. We went, we started that Bible school in 1986. And then there was a month that came very soon after that. And Erika was with me at that time as the financial. I had two people, more than Erika. Erika did all the finances. To this day, she's still an accountant. But she said, well, it's the end of the month. We've got to meet the budget. And we've only got like, what was about 800 rand in the budget. And I said to her, take the total sum, write it in a check, and go and deliver it at the AFM Church Missions Department and bless them. That night, a man walked into my office at the Bible school, and um, he was very well, uh, well-to-do. He was a millionaire. And he had a blue bag, the old school of evangelism, zipped it open, turned it over, and frightened in front of me, he says, I can't sleep, I, I can't live with myself, I gotta do this, this is the amount God told me to give you, and here it is. He turned it out, poured it out in cash on the table there, and I just sat at him and he turned around and walked out. It was to the last cent, the budget. Since then, we've never looked back. As a church, we've given more in the time of COVID than what we've given before COVID. Millions of meals are going from here. People in prison are being taught. We convert prisoners into preachers. We're helping ministers. We're helping ministries. People that have sunk. Pastor Clive said to me, we need a network with the church. They all want, to, want you to talk to them. And then they want you to pray for them. Because they consider your prayer very powerful. But it would be if you're in a relationship with God. Anyone's prayer is powerful when you're in a relationship with God. But it's got to be a willing spirit. You don't get a willing spirit. Let me tell you now. Until this thing is right out of the way and your heart says do that. One of the key notes of thanksgiving is to follow your born-again spirit, your heart, not your soul with its vain imaginations and fear thoughts and all sorts of thoughts. That's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, he says, capturing every thought to the obedience to Jesus Christ. Nishtai <laughs> 
so. I want to take you deeper in this because it gets fascinating. In Matthew 21, 1, he gives advance instruction for that meal. Going to the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord, which is kurios, the supreme master, the ruler, the supreme ruler has need of them and immediately will send them. Luke 22. No, I'm sorry. Matthew 26, 6. Then he gives the bread. He says, take it, this is my body. Drink from it. And then after they eat the bread and the cup, they sing. I will sing your praises in the midst of the great assembly, in the midst of the great congregation. In a nutshell, because I want to finish this exactly on the hour. In a nutshell, do you see that there? It's called the Last Supper. In that Last Supper, it was not only towards the sacrifice of the sins of the world, it was also the free will offering, peace with mankind. That was just about to take place. Peace on earth and goodwill to all mankind. Then, knowing what sacrifice lies ahead. Marley and the band, please come to the platform. He begins to sing with them. It's written twice in the Bible. He begins to sing with them. Then he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane. No man taketh my life, but I lay it down. And if I lay it down, I'll also take it up. I have the power to do that. And he does that. Because the grave can never keep the Word down. There's no way. The Word will come out of that grave because by the Word, that soil of that grave, that limestone was created. By him all things consist. You put him in there and he's innocent. You better know that stone in the front is going to get rolled away. And the Roman Catholic, or not the Roman, but the Roman big nail to seal the tomb with a chain is snapped like a twig. And the Son of God steps up. He's the resurrected, resurrected King. He, for us, to give us cancellation of our sins, of all the transgressions you've ever made, gave thanks to the Father. And then what would follow is peace to all mankind. If you believe, you will be saved. Simple as that. Therefore, for me, it is almost unthinkable that believers should fear because we're no longer subject to the bondage unto death. Jesus set us free, Hebrews 2.15, from the bondage of fear unto death. 
So I want to ask more to come forward. And I want to be the first because I'm the leader and I feel that with, they just bring one of the offering baskets here. And I want to make sure that I launch my annual offering. <laughs> I take it serious. I'm more serious with God now than I've been in my whole life. I was saying it a few times this week. But I know, just step forward, please, just stand over here. Thank you. The moment Mort comes through, then we're going to do that. And uh, she might want to say a few words while that's done. The band can play as we go through that. And here she is. And uh, she's, got, she's got a mic. She's got a mic. You want to say something? Just come step forward here with me. Every year, Harold and I get together and um, we decide on a, an offering that will be pleasing to the Lord because really it is our thank you to God for what He's done this year. And no matter how difficult times have been, I keep saying this, we know who to run to. Many times un unbelievers will tell us, many times they'll tell us, oh, you need an anchor. Yes, we do. So do you. Without that anchor in our lives, we will be boats adrift in very stormy seas. But God kept us in the storm with anchors. And we can truly say today, thank you, Lord, for yes. what you've done. Absolutely. And for your goodness that has carried us through. So raise your hands towards us, and then it'll go through. If you're not ready, then wait till tonight, because tonight, Maud will say something about tonight directly after this. Father, we as leaders do the first one. I have to take lead. And therefore, as leader, my wife came and said, do you bless this, this amount, that? I said, yes, and we agreed on earth in the name of Jesus. And therefore, we give our thanks offering to you. Free will, willing from our spirits and controlling any other thing like the carnality of the flesh. We're beyond that now, long time crucified to the world and the world to us. We give this free will offering to say thank you for a year of much trouble. But also thank you that with Christ we can look forward to a great, great tomorrow because of the presence of the Lord with this church. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. You may go ahead. The band may play. so that we can end on a beautiful note with the rain that we will not complain about we have made a decision the whole team the senior team got together and made a decision that we will be having it in the church we will open up facilities keep to our numbers whatever and I believe we will be able to get everybody uh, either into the building or the building behind but we just want to say this evening, we are having it here. Don't bring, don't bring any eats. It's a little bit difficult, 
to eat within this scenario, especially with the latest warnings that we've been getting. So let's just keep our peace with the situation, but come and enjoy an incredible evening of song. Mali has got the team together and they excelled best at what they do. And they are truly a very gifted bunch of people. Do you agree with me? And we praise God for them. So please remember, normal time, six o'clock. And you know, I can, I can say this, I've got a few minutes. I, um, I had an encounter on Friday. I think I've got just on 11 people that may possibly be coming tonight. Well, they said they're coming, they were excited. But I got hold of one gentleman and I need to share the story. He, he starts, he, he, he knows me in the ministry and he, he got very religious around me, but he's not saved. And uh, he started with Gideon and the 300 men. He couldn't remember Gideon's name and he didn't know where it was in the Bible. And he says, you know, we, we are Gideon. We're looking out for the future and we know that. And then he goes on to tell me about land that has been put aside and a million people can come and live there and they will survive what is coming. So I said to him, sir, you're very disillusioned. The time that is coming, people will have no they will not be able to say, I survive. I said, and unless you are part of the spirit-filled, born-again children of God, and you go up in the rapture that God has prepared for His children, you will have great suffering in the period to come. And he looked at me and I could see he got very awkward, but you see, I was a good customer, so he had to treat me well. It's amazing what happens when you have a little bit of a grip. And I just went on and I ministered to him and I told him that we've got to give our lives to Jesus and we've got to get the people saved so that they don't have to go into those hard times. I told you that to just encourage you, please, there are people around you that are going to hell. And you know, don't, don't be proud I'm going to heaven. That's nothing to be proud about. We know that it's the grace of God because of His grace, because of His mercy. We trust that we are going to heaven, but our hearts are torn for those that get left behind. That's why I say there's no pride in who we are, but let's take pride in the salvation of Jesus and go and minister to as many as we can. This evening, good opportunity. God bless you. Thank you. Would you stand? I'm going to pray and we're going to sing a song and then we're going to be leaving for the morning service. We're on uh, the hour. I, this is a recording, not a recording. This is a live webcast. And so we're aiming for the precise hour. Father, some have given, some have decided to give, but will bring tonight or next week or whatever. But Lord, one thing is, is very clear to me. This thing, comes from a free will. And that will is connected to God's will through the Holy Spirit. And let all our flesh and everything else be set aside, knowing the suffering that Jesus Christ Himself had to go through. He gave thanks and He sang a song. Let us therefore sing a song 
in Jesus' name. And the Lord will bless you, bless you and bless you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.